Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, and this is Cooking Up 215, where we get you up close and personal with your favorite artists, entrepreneurs, shakers, and move makers. And today we got a legend in the house, and my man E Ness in the building. Hey, on, Smooth, how you? What's up, Ness? Working, working. Cooking Up 215. Yes, you have, cooking man. Up. We were trying to chase you down for a minute. It's about oh, yeah, time we, we finally made this happen, man. I appreciate you coming through. Absolutely. Blessing the Absolutely. kitchen. Absolutely. For sure. You've been, you been putting it down solid, man, since like. 2020, 2021, you've been freestyling yeah. in there every yeah. week on their ass on the ground. Sure. Yeah, well, um, like, I just learned that um, with the vast knowledge of technology and the way people will receive and um, just promote music, social mm -hmm. media pick, plays a big part in that. It's a real big influence. So, um, that's a fact. I just really, like, took it back to square one and just really. Um, during the pandemic, it just gave everybody a chance to really see right, that right. I really had talent because everybody was kind of in a crib. Yeah. So I kind of gained a core audience you know, during the pandemic, and then it just snowballed effect. Mm. One thing led to another. Cosmic Cat freestyle, Sway freestyle, right. DJ Self freestyle, um, rest in peace to K Slay. Um, Gray Rizzy, just everybody up at XM, everybody up at Power 99, and mm. everybody's kind of been like, you know, really just helping me. Right. And um, kind of, uh, you know, just paying homage to, to my era. Right, you know, right. Like early 2000s, there's a lot of us out there, me. That's the crazy uh, part. Freeway, State Property, Major Figures, Gil, um, um, Oskino, uh, fucking The Roots, right. Eve, uh, Most Wanted. Yeah. So it was a bunch of us. Cassidy. Yeah, a lot a lot of people who so, yeah, was so, making noise back then. Right. Back at the forefront, so I think, back um, at it again. The pandemic gave a lot of people, it was like almost like a rebirth. Yeah. It gave people a chance to shine again. People that was forgotten about or people that was counted out. Everybody, you know, I mean you was in your crib. So like your phone was like your best friend. Yeah, that's all you had. That's all you had really. So that yeah. was your entertainment. And like I said, for me, just taking it back to square one. A lot of people think, say a lot of things about Ness, but what they're not going to say is, I can't rap. So I just took it back square one. It's like, let me start here, Ness. Give see them all they, bars. Give them bars and start right here. Let's see what they say. Let's see how the people respond to it. And then mm -hmm. we know if you, you know, by the way they respond to it, you know you could keep going. If you could keep, going if you could keep it going. Yeah. So, so what, like, what was going on in your life that, you know, besides COVID, mm -hmm. mentally, that gave you that thought, like, I, I want to get back active. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to um, be outside. I need to really put my foot down on it. There's a couple of things. Being a fan of the culture, being a fan of the hip-hop, sometimes you just sometimes you just get tired of watching. Mm. You want to be active again. You want to be in the game. Yeah, so um, two is just being in Philly. Philly is real rough on our artists, mm -hmm. our hometown, Facts. local artists. So That's a fact. If we don't move through a certain... At a certain speed that the people would like for you to, or mm -hmm. go through that window when you go all the way up to the top, as example, a Meek Mills or a Uzi or I mean, Long Live PMB, somebody like that of stature, they count you out. Mm -hmm. So, so my case is, you know, what I mean, people, you know, just not being quiet, right? Expressing a expressing a dislike for where I was at in my career too much. Mm. So, by, so by that, you know, I just. 
So you had some fans calling you out on the fact that you were sitting too still. They like, that's where you at. Why you ain't moving? How we need you moving? Yeah, so. That's love. You know what I mean? Philly just has, you know, this mentality where, oh, he didn't blow when he was supposed to blow, when he was in his early 20s, when he was in his mid-20s. Mm. You supposed to be here, or you supposed to be where this artist at. And um, you know, people kicked me a lot when I was down. Mm. And kicked me so many times. Now I'm back in the fight. So right, right. I feel like, man, when, when you when you kind of take that L or take that not even the L in a sense, yeah. but where you on the sidelines in a sense, and people beating you down a little bit, that right there is yeah. kind of as bad as it could get. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. It's like you can't lose nothing else. Like yeah. if you to try yep. again, what is there to lose? So everybody say, yeah, you had the skill and yeah. You didn't do what you were supposed to do, so it becomes a thing when people everybody's blaming you for why it didn't work. Mm. Because you know everybody just want to see the finished product right. or the end result, where you know the happy fairy tales ending, where you got the big crib and the, the big Bentleys and all, and all that. Yeah. Sometimes people don't story don't. And work you know like that. The, the crazy part though is a lot of people. I mean, I guess it's us and it's Instagram where we forget that there's a whole medium in between. Yeah. It was like uh, Thirty Eight Special said something. He was talking about how. If you got a core fan base and you make an XYZ amount, like you could live off of that for the rest of your life. You know, you could make a monthly income off of just your yeah. core fan base. Hell yeah. Where you don't have to go on to be a million dollar signed artist to be able to live if off. If you don't right. get out of Philly, you won't be able to um really experience what's going on in these other markets. Mm. Like down south you got something they call the Chitlin circuit, where it's just like Facts. a whole like there's a lot of there's a lot of towns, a lot of cities, a lot right. of counties down there where, where major artists or artists that people everybody see, go through and play. Yeah, yeah. And they don't really get to see the people like that. So there's a whole circuit down there. Then you got the whole West Coast run. You got the whole Midwest run. Then you got the whole Eastern Seaboard. So there's a lot of ground to cover. And if you don't really get outside of Philly, your really your mind, your way of thinking, your mentality will be boxed in because you don't really get to experience different culture and different people and see who's playing on. Um, the radio was what the program director is playing over in San Francisco right. or in Alabama or in um, Dallas or in Port Arthur, right. Texas. And if you were skewed from yeah, Philly, like yeah, you only right. seeing one side so of the spectrum. A big part of being an artist is just traveling and experiencing new things. And that widens your writing ability and it just yes. really gives you a well rounded uh, 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 Basis of material to pull from right. instead of being in Philly and talking about the same thing, which is not bad. If it's work, if it work, it work. If worked. it work, yeah, yeah, for, if sure, for sure. If it ain't, if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, then gotta fix it. So it's like, so I'm not like really like saying anything negative towards anybody that does that type of thing, but you just gotta broaden your horizons and travel a lot, meet different people, experience new things. It'll help you. Right. It gives you a wider range what to talk about and you'll relate to it different people all the way across the world if you tra just if travel. If you do it right, yeah. travel, yeah. So that was one of my big things in, in returning, in my resurgence, traveling, mm -hmm. letting go all the um the stigmas they put, you, put here on you in Philly, oh, you too old, mm. you, miss your, you miss your shot, you already been on. Yeah. Like God give everybody second chances, whether it be, whether you're a barber, you're a UPS worker, you're a baseball guy, mm -hmm. you're a football guy, God get everybody second chances. But 
like the East Coast, we just tend to just count people out. Like, yeah. you had your shot, it's over. We, yeah. Next. <laughs> so it'd be on that type of wave, so. Right. Um, and it's a, it's a hip-hop thing, though. Yeah. Because if you look at every other thing. genre. It's a hip-hop thing. Like, you got old-ass like country still, people. Rolling stuff, but. Yeah. Every, Why we expect every all genre rappers got, to only be 21? Every, 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 every genre of music got their picks, because Big Daddy Kane is still doing shows. I mean, I mean. Um, DJ Rob Basin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They still doing shows. So it's like they just got their picks and people don't be saying, boo, stop performing. We don't want to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? People they still, love it. They it's love it. thing for them. People yeah. got picks. So your job as an artist is just to back all the haters into a fucking small corner <laughs> to where your network overpowered theirs. Facts. And I feel like you when you in it, when you in it, so let's say when you nest and you looking on the outside, mm -hmm. your, your view is skewed to like you see the hate yeah. more than you know that the love is out there. You know what I mean? I used to be um, incapacitated by the hate. Like, it used to do something to me. I used to physically get sick and have bad days and be depressed. So I started Damn. using that as a fuel to get out there and do more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To 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 stretch my days out, pause. Right. And, you know what I mean? Do more things within the day. Just right. to get back, not to get back, but to prove everybody wrong. Like. No matter what age I am, if I'm in good will and good health, and I still got the skill set, why not attack it? Why not it? do it? Yeah, if you so, could play yeah. ball like fucking LeBron, and, 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 and a hip hop culture has a tend to make something that's we already seen before being less of value. Mm. So I'm here to, you know, I mean, do away with that that, that myth. Yeah, just make, because make the volume old, all the way up. Make yeah. the value all the way up. Let's go. So my whole thing was okay. I'm older. You've seen me before. Okay, people got used to my style or my, you know, my the, the way I do my do my thing, and let's just do everything, take everything they used against me, and just put it back into their face. Yeah. Cheesecake. Now I'm selling cheesecake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The fighting shit. I start getting back in shape. Start losing weight. Start watching what I eat. Start you know what I mean? Eating more healthy and all that shit. And that's the, see that, that's the part you know they forget. Saying? Yeah, because so. once you get older. You get wiser. Right. When you get wiser, you start realizing all the things that you should have been doing that you Facts. need to be doing. Eating right, mm -hmm. certain business moves. You know what Hell I mean? Because yeah. you could have did the cheesecake shit way back when it way happened. Way back, yeah. But you ain't even think about it. But now that you're older, you're like, okay, this makes sense. And sometimes what you, like, I start learning how to embrace all the negative things. Because mm. people came to me in the past about the cheesecake thing, but I just was trying to do away with it. I just was trying to separate myself. To yeah, I didn't want to keep... People keep dragging me with it. So I said, fuck it. They're not going to stop. So let's let's turn it into a, a product. Yeah. Turn it into merchandise. So when you want to try to bid off me, now I got it for sale. <laughs> yeah. Put the link in your bio when you bid. There you go. Yeah, so that's like, a fact. Same thing with the battle. Everybody, oh, why you battling? You you going backwards. You you taking three steps backwards. You was a you was a gold-selling artist. Why you battling? And then everybody, the whole world is like Battle. multicultural. It's overseas and Russia and Toronto is everywhere It's a huge now. thing. Now everybody battling. So sometimes I be like kind of like predicting where the culture where is going to go and go. Mm -hmm. But usually I'm the one that's the guinea pig that take most of the hits. You out there first. Example, the cheesecake shit. Yeah. Then after the cheesecake shit, the next two seasons of making a band, they was in Bentleys and in Miami, and they got extra freedom to do extra things. Our season, we was confined to one crib, yeah. just working on that album day and night. No no outside communication with our family or friends, mm. and we had to share one phone. So it's like everything, we always the guinea pig. When I came back to battle rap, I battled uh, 
my son. Then the next year, they put me right in the ring with DNA, which was a smack favorite. So off the energy from the my sign when I went up to New York and had a good outing. They was hating they on was you. Hating, the so they couldn't wait for me to come back up there and really get back at me yeah. for really besting one of their own in New York. Was this a time where the hate was affecting you, though? Because I seen the way you reacted. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm human. Not everybody like, yo, you just, you was a bad sportsman, but... I mean, everybody. It was getting to you. Sometimes it gets to you. Everybody is human. Like a lot of people say, why Brian just ain't running down the court and just dunk on everybody fast as shit? It's seven footers down there. That's the fuck why he can't go up there and just yeah. dunk every fucking play. And people don't understand that. You just watching it, so you think that you can do this shit mm-hmm. until you really get in the game. Like it's that not shit that different easy. Than that. Yeah. Way different. And it really wear on you. That's just rap. Just go in there and make a banger and make a song and just just put it on the radio. Why why you can't just do that? Motherfuckers don't know it's it ain't that the politics either. behind that shit. Mm-hmm. It costs two hundred fifty thousand for your song to to be on every playlist and every to major market yeah. just to break a song. Mm-hmm. And then the people gotta like it. We're not even talking about the people liking the record. That's just the financially economic value. Right. Two hundred fifty thousand to break your record. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into this too because we getting a little deep. And I mm-hmm. like to get the people, you for know, sure. a sense of your past. And the crazy part, like, you know, as we sit here, you talking the economics of it. Mm-hmm. You a smart brother. Yeah. You, you went to Central. Yeah, I did. You got to hide it, though. I used to want you gotta to go hide to it. You always got to have an advantage. You always got to pair. You can't let them know that you really that. That's yeah. just the 48 laws of power. I used to learn that. I used to wear it wear it as a badge of honor. I'm smart. And niggas like, all right, so the fuck what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So. You kind of like kind of pull it out of like yeah. a special tool, like a right, you know, yeah. to your advantage when you need it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because Central was a, was one of them joints when you know from our neighborhoods, like if yeah. You but there's a story behind school, that. Central Not to get too, too deep. I used to, you know, I'm from the projects. I'm from Bartram Village, mm-hmm. so my mother made me take a geometry course that summer after I graduated from eighth grade, going into high school before I took the test to go to Central because everybody got to take a test to get into. To that school as a as a as an academic. So she put you up on the shit you needed to know yeah, bef- before you took yeah, the test. Yeah, so before I took the test, my mother made me walk from Bartram Village all the way to uni before they tore it down. Yeah. Damn. The whole summer. Yeah. So everybody always like, yo, you walk, nigga. My mom used to make me walk way that ain't longer nothing. than that. <laughs> that ain't nothing for me. For, for my education. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of things, but I wouldn't have did that. My mom, I was been doing that shit. Yeah. For my schooling. So. Of course you're going to do it for your So by the time, you know what I mean? I had learned the geometry shit. By the time I took the test for Central, I had knew enough to pass. That's hard. What's up? Yeah. And so even at the age of 12, you mm-hmm. uh, got recorded, I mean, recruited by Mickey Davis. Yeah, Black Key Productions, yup. Yeah. Yeah, so we all came up in the projects. They was a little bit older. And, you know I mean, I had an academic career going to Central. So, I mean, the problems came when, you know, it started affecting my schoolwork. Mm. So that's when I kind of separated from the group. We was all a, one collective group. It was like the Wu-Tang before the Wu-Tang was the Wu-Tang. So it was like subgroups inside of one big giant super group. Gotcha. The super group was called the Bum Rush and me and my partner Dre Deep, we was in a group called um, Headstrong. And then Salaman, rest in peace, it just passed like um, a year ago. Um, that was Black Key's brother. So they was a group. Mm. So it was like two groups in one and then we had a DJ Mr. Sniper and then who else was in it? That's all at age of twelve, though. Yeah, so yeah, it was all. Yeah, I was a young guy. But yeah, I, I love hip hop. I came up in it. Like I came up in the early, my eighties. I mean, with the mm-hmm. break dancing and the graffiti and the sound bombing and the, right. all that shit. So that I really 
was in a golden. I came up. I, like I grew up in a golden era of hip hop. Yeah, like that true yeah, hip hop yeah, nostalgia yeah, shit. Like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. That type of shit. The so. swishy sweatpants vibe. Right. So that. I had was like a b boy. Like mm. I was like that, that young guy on the block that can pop lock and break dance on a cardboard and linoleum. When niggas was laying the linoleum down in the middle of the street. I would get out there and backspin. I had the windbreaker. Like, I thought yeah. I was Lee off Beach Street. Like, that was the superhero back then. That was the Jay-Z back then. I'm right. The boy Lee from off Beach Street. I don't know if anybody watched the movie Beach Street. It's yeah. like one of, it's a hip-hop classic. He'd the nigga Lee. On the board. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be like Lee. So, breakdancing was the thing. And, like, through my schooling, it just turned, I just had it grew into a love for uh, writing and crafting rhymes. Mm. So you feel like your education helped with yeah, like definitely. your ability to yeah. write these rhymes um, the way you It do? brought my vocabulary going to an academic school like Central because it's college preparatory. So everything Thanks. you learn, all the courses is like college. Yeah, preparing you for college. So we had um, courses like psychology and, you know what I'm saying, Spanish and mm. French classes and all types of shit. Wood shop, metal shop, all ty- everything was like... Um, like academically like advanced in that right. school. And then you shared the school with different races. So that was my first time being from the inner city, going Indian. to school with people of Asian descent, Indian descent, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I was getting straight A's, but I still wasn't finishing first in my class mm. because all these they Orients, they get yeah. A1, 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 A1 all year, all every year. They ain't missing nothing. So they graduating <laughs> first at their class. Yeah. And I'm, that's when I start understanding about everything is a point system. Mm. Everything you do, people, is calculated. Every, every time. Every time you do something, every time you run your mouth in class or get in trouble, somebody's oh, documented. Yeah. Even, your, even your health history. Everything is documented. Every time you get a cold, every time you go to the doctor, they document your social score. So that's how, that's how school was. So it did help me um, open up my vocabulary and give me a sense of uh, imagination. Because you right. need imagination to be able to write your own rhymes and down thoughts. You need and a sense of imagination. For so long, too. Right. I feel like that's the crazy part. For, yeah, to so that, be able to kill it as long as you sure, can. For sure, for sure. So you know, we crazy. had to get up in front of the class and read whole book reports. Mm-hmm. So that game I so that game that gave me like uh, a crash course in public speaking, which helps me with MCing and not being scared in front of a crowd of people. You're gonna have niggas going to school now. They're gonna be like, I gotta go to school just to get my rap career get because it's a lot of dudes, bro. But so it's a mixture of things. Cause when I when, when I turned speak. professional, they gave us uh Media classes, so we had to sit down with a media trainer and learn how to not to say "yeah, I mean" and play with our right. hands and chew gum and was learn this how to doing the making the band? Yeah, situation? that was doing the making the band. So it's a mixture of everything that I learned. And I feel like do they? I, I heard they don't even do that anymore. Like they no. don't train That's artists. That's why you or, see or a lot of these artists, artists, Kodak, NBA young boy, they so raw. They haven't been when sat you go down to talk to them, you can't have a thorough yeah. conversation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that, you know what I mean? And niggas gonna get right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you keep saying, you know what I mean, it's because you don't have the words. So you just keep saying, you know what I mean? Like a vocabulary. Or you can't chew gum, or you can't look a certain way, or you can't fiddle with your hands too much. There's a lot of shit that people don't know. Mm. And it's, it's called artist development. But those type of programs are long gone. Shit, yeah. So when you did you mean? start battle rap? When did you find your way into battle rap? How did you find As soon as I got into rap? the hip-hop, was battle rap. The first time I met Black Key was... Um, coming home from school one day from Central and they had the turntables outside 
in the back of my my, my project building. Mm -hmm. Black Key was out there and they was going back and forth, passing the mic. Shout out to DJ Earn. He was like the hood DJ that saved up to buy the equipment that actually would bring the equipment out on nice and, days. And, and spinning shit. And spinning shit. Everybody. And yeah, you know, I mean, had the mic and shit. So, I mean, we was, they was going over brick beats. So they made me go up against a guy, some other guy in the neighborhood mm. that could rap. So my first experience with hip hop was battling. So, so this is a full circle for you. This is not even something that you could say like, "Oh, you doing yeah. it just as a." It was battling because you know you never point. you write your rhymes, but you, I mean, this is that like period of my time that I was writing my rhymes, but wasn't confident, right? And I was letting nobody hear my material. Mm. So this was like my first time actually letting somebody hear the material and getting like the response from the crowd or the oohs and the eyes or the reaction from your punchline or your bars or kind of like your stage presence. Did you have a different rap name during this time? Yeah, I was called 40 different names back then. My first name was called Taz okay. because I used to have an animated style. So it was like the Tasmanian Devil, Tasmanian they Devil. spinning around and shit, like that type of shit. Yeah. So they had named me that. And then when I got with the Bum Rush, we tried to get a little bit more professional and I was I went by Blackmail. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know that back in the day, everybody was called something black. Black Thought, Black Dragon, Black Mel, yeah. Black, you know what I'm saying? So that was like kind of the thing back the then. The thing to do back yeah. then. And how old is you? This still around 12? Like 12, or this between like... 12 and 14. It was okay. like my, 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 my high school years. And when did it transition to the battle rap that we all know of? Like on the DVDs? How did you get introduced I mean, with Smacking them, we used to like document it and then... Uh, I feel like it was Star used to document it. He was like really the first ones that really was innovative with the DVD whole thing. Right, right. Star started the whole DVD era. That was Star's baby. And when he went to, you know, I mean, begin, he started his family and got more into his Bible and Christian thing, he kind of left it let, alone. Let and it then go. everybody else, the Smacks, the Team Arliss, the Come Up DVDs, the Cocaine Cities, the French Montana, all these niggas start really. Adopting it Adopting after that, that yeah. shit. So he was really the first ones, but he used to have little battle segments on on the end of the DVDs when people was after people would say they raps because they would highlight up and coming artists throughout the city or throughout the Delaware Valley. Then at the end they would have their little segments where niggas was actually battling. Mm. So, but Philly was always a competitive city. So that was like the first grounds of you like testing your confidence and seeing if you really had the skill set was battling. That's hard. That's super crazy. Yeah. And so. How did you find yourself? Because it said that you had deals on the table before making the band even hit you up to come on there. Yeah, me and Black Key was really we we had a um, production agreement. Okay. When I came home from jail, I had had a felony charge, a drug charge, and I fell in '99. I came home May 17th of 2000. Two years later is when I made the band, September of 2002. But me and Black Key prior prior to me coming home getting released, we signed an agreement between ourselves, being that he was the bigger producer at the time or had a name producing, because that my whole stint in jail, he had dropped like two big singles for DMX on the Great Depression album, mm. Who We Being Right Here, that's Black Keys tracks. Mm. And then my other friend, Zukon, that grew up in a project, he did balling for Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. So I had two guys that I had grew up in the projects with was like top 10 billboard producers at the time. Right. So off of their strength, to make it all smooth, I signed a production deal with Black Key, and I was under Black Key Production by um, advice from his lawyer at the time, which was Ed Woods, mm -hmm. which went on to be Nick Cannon's lawyer. Damn. 
a major situation. Rest in peace, Ed Woods. But it didn't work out like that. And two years later, you know, me and Black Key was still beating the pavement. We had dropped CDs. We had dropped mixtapes. And we was just kind of really just like, you know what I mean, shopping a demo. Right. So while he was shopping his beats to the artist, we was shopping a demo. So I had actually had to got to sit down with DMX. And he was really contemplating signing me for his bloodline. Uh, uh, imprint back then, which was the guy Hitmaker, which you know is Iceberg. He was a, he was an artist over there at the time, so that's the first time me meeting Iceberg or Hitmaker that, that we know now today yeah. is Hitmaker. He was over there too. Youngberg. Youngberg. Yeah, Youngberg. Iceberg. Youngberg. Yeah, yeah, Youngberg. Yeah, that's Youngberg. a crazy. I, I was following him for the longest too, cause he yep. definitely had his run of different changes and shit. And then at be, befriending Miss J, I had came in contact with Timberland through her manager. Um, I got a uh, uh, man. Mm. He was managing Roscoe P. Cochain, uh, Ab Lava, and Miss Jade at, the, at, at that time. Damn. So I had, was a fortunate to you know sit down, have a sit down with Timberland, and he was trying to sign me for his B Club imprint. So this whole time I was over here moonlighting with DMX, moonlighting yeah. with uh, Timberland, Timberland, and then some old Willy Wonka shit came with the making the band shit, and that was. And what That's made you? What made you say go that route then? Because being being with Miss Jade, I used to go up to the radio when she would promote her songs. So I was her tag along. And okay. that's where I started getting introduced with the program directors and everybody up at the radio station when she would bring me with, along right. with her to promote her new singles off her album. So, you so I got a chance to freestyle and befriend and network with a couple people. Right. And then when the Making the Band uh, uh, competition came, my man Jay Black was the program director that I met through Jade. Gave me gave me the heads up. It was like come down to audition, because mm. you know the making the band MTV and Bad Boy is going through one hundred three point nine to do the whole competition. Mm. So he was the program director at the yeah, time. Yeah, so he just right gave up me with the, it. Yeah, like come down to and audition. There wasn't no favoritism. Like. He just was like, yo, you my my nigga. I'm fucking with you. Anything I got going on, I make sure you know what I'm saying. You, but you, you had enough buzz. You had enough whistling that it was a. Slam I did at the time, but there. I never knew. How how little impact I was having until I got to see the professionals doing it. Okay. And uh, sometimes you got to ask God specifically what you want for. Mm-hmm. Like all I wanted was to be heard and be recognized. But and you gotta you got to ask God for everything. I want to be heard, recognized, rich, famous, <laughs> not get burnt, <laughs> not get robbed. You got to ask him for. You know what I'm saying? A so, particular list. Cause he gave you what you yeah, asked for, so. and then that you find and out he, like this ain't that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, real, real shit. So. This ain't that. All right, well, I mean, look, man, we yeah. about to we gonna get deeper into the story right now. We about for to get sure. into this food. You ready to eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I be trying to, you know what I mean, watch my shit. Cause like weight makes you look good, older. Little healthy food. All right, let's let's let's, 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 let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Y'all already know who it is. Your boy Smooth. We got eating nice in the building. We about to get into yeah. this food. Cooking up two and five. We be right back. Let's go. It's our favorite part of the show. That's your favorite. Yes, sir. Ah, chef. What you got cooking? You already know. You already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, and it is my favorite part of the show. And it's time to get into that food. We got a new chef. with a chef Mina in the building. How you doing, Chef Mina? I'm okay. Listen, let the people know what you got for me today. So I made salmon lasagna rolls and New Zealand lobster toast. Like sliced down the middle, mm. grilled lobster tails, and I like uh, roasted the salmon, and then I like um, pre-rolled it, and then I stuck it in a boiler. Mm. I'm talking about it smells so good. <laughs> like 
You've been killing us. We've been waiting all day. It's finally that time. I can't wait to taste it. Is this like your specialty? Is this like your Alfredo favorite Alfredo is my specialty because I like make the sauce from scratch and mm. I like put my own little seasonings on it or whatever. But people like Alfredo. They like my lamb too, but I saw y'all did that a lot. So I had, had to, to give it a little switch something it up. different. You yeah. said bring it. So I'm like, all right. So These big it. lobster tails that just take the heat off. That, that's definitely going to kill them yes. every time. You know, lobster, that's something special. So <laughs> I appreciate you, you know, bringing it as I yes. ask you to. And my motto is like real bougie meals. So it's like I try to keep that going. Real bougie meals? Yep. That's what's up. On land. Yep. So let the people know where to follow you at, where they can find you at, how they can order this meal or something else or some lamb chops, all that. Right. So y'all can follow me at Chat Pretty Mina. On Instagram, y'all can catch me at Set It Off After Dark, Second in Cambria. Um, I'm also working at Big Boy's Kitchen Philly right now, so y'all can pull up there too, Tuesday through Saturday. You everywhere. You outside. Yeah, I'm all in. You mixing and moving. We yeah. appreciate you coming through, making time for us. Yeah, Listen. I want y'all to enjoy. Chef Mina, it's your boy Smooth. It's cooking up two on five. Let's get back to the show. Let's go. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. Still here with my man Eating Us. Absolutely. With the blessings from Chef Mina. Whoa. She 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 done made it hard for y'all again. Listen, who? I'm about to I'm about, listen, I ain't even about to play with who? it. You know what I'm saying? We we hungry. We've we been waiting. We've been starving. Who? I gotta see what this thing tastes like. You know Chef saying? Mina in the building. Chef, Chef Mina about to have the next cheesecakes too. We about to do a joint venture. Listen. Make sure y'all tap in. Ain't it crazy, but like she hit it with the salmon. But it's, it's salmon all in this joint. See, man, y'all gonna to say the I just lost 40 pounds. Y'all about to make me put it back put on. Put it with back it. on real quick. Yeah. This one time. You gotta, you know, get a cheat day in. Yeah. Mm. I'm giving y'all the That's actual good. drink ski. What's this, Rigatoni? What's, what's this? Okay. Mm. The sauce look extra hell's kitcheny. Yeah, she she said she right. made that herself. <laughs> she put the little um, the hot the hot nice seed little. flakes on to give it the little spice. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's, that's going, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see food lover. Mm. I likes. Yeah, that's good. I likes. Mm-hmm. I likes. A little spinach in there. Mm-hmm. A little healthy. You know what I mean? A little twist. Yeah, I like this smooth. Smooth, what you think? It's everything. And the lobster on point. I don't want to get all. She gonna make me do it. Gonna make me get my hands messy. You know what I mean? I was trying to keep it all cute for y'all. I say fuck it. Just get up in there, pull that bad boy out. You know what I'm saying? My bad, y'all. If you don't got an mother get my hands dirty like smooth. Yeah, you got. I mean, I try. It's over for y'all. I try. Yeah, try keep it keep it cool. Try to play it right. That's done now. Yeah, this thing hitting though. This thing Cooking hitting. up. Y'all gotta make sure y'all get with me. Then. How you feel now? You, you get treated like this when you go on other interviews? Never. Never? Yeah, this is special. This is special. This is special. This is different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is special, bro. Mm-hmm. Shout what, out Ross and the team. I see Shout why out they Brett. call you, you the smooth saying? guy. I we got see everything. It. It's classy. Drink, food, everything you need. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gotta understand. It's a vibe. Make sure y'all go get that album because every time I post freestyles, y'all be like, yo, drop something. Mm. It's out. Ain't that some friends? First single. Yeah, let's talk about the album. Ain't versus Benny the Butcher. You know what I mean? 
Okay, Trifecta. Then I got the second single, Inez versus Inez featuring Method Man, mm. Wu Gang, Black Key, produced by Black Key. You bring up all the people I was gonna ask you about because I on, seen let's, you let's was working about on Method, mm-hmm. and it was just crazy because I'm like, you know, like you said, Wu Tang mm-hmm. before the original Wu Tang. How did right. it feel working with an original member of Wu Tang, like one of the first Wu Tang members to even go? Method was one of the artists that I um, like I studied. Mm. So, you know what I mean? A lot of people are like, yo, you remind me of Buster. You remind me of like those deep baritone voice artists, those raspy voice artists. Like, we all have uh, some of the same similarities. Right. Method Man is this, is like an entertainer. He has that stage presence, mm-hmm. that animation. And energy. that's where you get your animation from? Part mm. of it. Part of it. Part that's of crazy. It. Mm-hmm. That's dope. To see y'all working together was, was a major John. I seen that. For sure. And, and how, how did you even make that happen? Like, um, he ain't even really freestyle. in freestyle. See, whack, whack, what's so crazy about Philly? That's why you keep doing freestyle. Why you keep doing freestyle? These are the same freestyles that got me back in communication with Kanye West. The same freestyles that got me back on the line with Diddy. The same freestyles that got me back on the line with anybody that you see every day that's made, making major moves behind the scenes. These are the freestyles that got people. Yeah, attention. what you got, got you there, right? For sure. So, like Philly got a bad habit to be like. No, stop doing that. Nigga, it's working. Yeah, why well, I'm going to stop if it's working? <laughs> stop doing that, man. You need to do this. Why? This shit it, is, is, is working. It's moving. So. We had a crazy part. I had the conversation with Sloan. Sloan was saying the same thing. Whereas though, like, his sound. It's like some people going to say, oh, we, we tired of hearing that. But he's like, why would I stop? The rest of the world didn't hear me yet. For he's sure. like, y'all heard me a million times, but. These people over here never heard For it. Sure. He's like, and if y'all loved it so much, what you think they gonna do? So I gotta keep going. You know, America until it, until the whole world hear it. See, that's why everybody banking on. Everybody gonna tell me everything, but they rather take a chance on a young nigga than an old nigga. Mm. Because a nigga that's seasoned. I hate the word old. I'm seasoned. Right. I'm being seasoned. I mean, you experience it a lot. Faster mm-hmm. than these other guys because we we grew up in the era pre social media, pre internet, pre Napster, all this shit. Where right. the way people receive and purchase music is way different. Way way different. So not to brag, but if I had Instagram back in my day, two thousand two to two thousand three, four five era, I was on G five fights with Puff every five minutes. Mm. But I didn't have Instagram, so I couldn't show guys. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Um, the internet can turn a somebody into a nobody and a nobody into somebody overnight. Mm-hmm. And that's the power. So it's kind of like, it's crippled the, the labels because everybody's their own A&R. They're picking out their own beats. They're shooting their own videos. Right. They're putting their own budget up. And I, I think the label and being so strict and how cutthroat has been has forced all these new guys to become entrepreneurs and young bosses by mm-hmm. default. Because nobody want to deal with the major... That's the major fact. guys. It's so hard to get in those doors. Yeah. You like, I might as well do this shit myself. Exactly. By the time they calling you, you got a man, whole you, situation. Then you got the birth of guys like Chief Keith, the mm-hmm. dirt, the whole Chicago drill movement. Then you got um the guys out the West Coast that's been like popping up, the Vince Staples, the uh La Russell. La Russell's, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The Baby King, all these guys. It's like yep. they got cult followers even before they 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 reached that radio play or that or that main um platform status, which is MTV or BET. These guys have cult following, they just build it, build it, build it, build it yep. until the people pick them a hit record. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, I think honestly, the label sleeping. I feel like, for real, for real, they missing out on money. Because now, you got to give out these better deals. The game is the labels don't want you to make the money. So if you you independent and you actually moving, I wouldn't say moving units because they go by streaming now. So right. A billion streams won't even get you a billion dollars. So that just show you how crippling the way they got it now is. Right. You have to put a lot of money in to see a little bit of money out. To see a little something, yeah. yeah so it's like, you got to really be... Um, Sure, this is what you want to do with your life. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of bad days before there's a lot of good days. There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of throwing money at the wall. until you just got to keep doing it until some of that shit stick. And then you keep going in that direction. But we don't know. And that's the beauty of hip-hop. We don't right. know what's, what people going to like. And it it's our job so as an artist to just keep shooting that pistol. Boom, boom, boom. Until something it, stick to the wall. And staying and at it till then, too. That's it. But that's what helped you grow as but an artist. But your city will break you down. Oh, you just not good enough. Oh, you just not cute enough. Oh, you don't got the tattoos. You didn't kill nobody. You didn't beat the case. You didn't beat your hop up. You didn't catch him. You didn't kill him. You didn't do this. That nigga that did, took your lunch in third grade, you ain't beat him you let up him slide. It's just too, it's so much expectations for an artist now. Like, you got to be a fucking Terminator. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, like I said, by default, we all watching a character. Anytime we watch these artists as a character, they're not these people 24-7. At yeah. some time of the day, all these artists go home, kiss their mom, play with their children, or do whatever they do it as, as a real human being, civilian. So mm-hmm. we got to start drawing the lines where entertainment stops and reality begins. It's just like sometimes I have bad days. Sometimes I don't want to be next. Sometimes I don't want to take a picture. And niggas be like, you asshole. Or uh. like, nigga... Yeah, I'm with, my, with my son, I'm just I'm just a father family, right now. I'm right. not Ines right now, but no, I'm saying you got a, a accountability because you that's your <laughs> life and you. I'm like nah, fuck that. It's my life. I'm not an artist right now. Yeah. Respect my wishes. I'm not taking no pictures. Mm. So then you get the guys that want to film you or mm. oh shit, he he driving that or he he went to the fucking Seven Eleven only pulled out forty dollars. It's like it's just anything. So everything is highlighted. Everything is under a microscope. So we become like a victim of our own success sometimes. Facts. How was it once you once you made the band? Like, what, what was life like right before you made the band? And then when you knew you still was in broke, there, you running still with pop, just with the image. Like I said, you got to ask God specifically yeah. what you want. Yo, I want the money to come right after the fame come. But even with the image, you know, that, that does something to a the person. The whole time we was on a whole TV, we had three seasons. We had the season one before we got picked. It was like like the... Like the competition the, uh, part, then we got actually got picked for the second season, and you seen the process of us making the album. And then the third season was the the success of the album, the touring and everything right. that comes with touring, and have to come back and 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 you know what I'm saying inside the studio and make our second album. Right. So um, without those like those since those three seasons happened, even though we went gold, we was uh, split up because you know just just just. Niggas wasn't coming to meetings and niggas mm. was like missing certain flights and stuff like that. So we was just wasn't um, doing what we needed to do professionally as a whole collective. Right. And um, I tell everybody, you know, everybody wants to see a reunion. And that's cool, but it's like a pack of Skittles or a pack of peanuts. Even if I don't like the green ones, I want the green one to be in there. And it's the same thing with hip hop and a hip hop group or hip hop band. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if I per se don't like you guy, but he's part of the Wu-Tang. I want to see the nigga up there. 
Right. That's what I paid to see, the Wu-Tang. The whole collective. So it's like, that's what comes with being in the group. And so so do you feel like um, it would be hard to have a reunion? Like, do y'all not fuck with each other that I mean, much? Whereas realistically, to all be perfectly honest, we have contemplated doing that reunion show every year since we've been off TV. It just never come to fruition because the same reoccurring problems we've been having when we was in the group. Egos, timing, different managers, different people, cliques, pushing the artists mm. in a certain direction and people want to just be separated from the whole mm. brand totally. So, you know, but you know, we just got on live recently. We did a little group chat on all six of us. That was like the first time all six of us was being had been seen in over 20 time. years. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was a good moment. But who knows, man? Hopefully with 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 the energy around what I'm doing, everybody will get inspired. Me and Fred did drop a uh, a single recently. It was called uh Damn. I'm I'm so fried right now. I'm so stuck in this food right now. Um Get Involved. It was called okay. Get Involved. We shot a video in Miami, so me and Fred getting back around and doing music. So with that energy, we just trying to hope, hopefully that spread throughout the whole group and we all get back in the studio and try to make some new music and get back on the road again. So what, you and Fred remain tight even though y'all the ones that fought? Yeah, yeah. No, we, <laughs> the ones that, we, we actually had a good rapport. It was really the, uh, the stress of the show that really made us go at that each other. That made y'all go at it. So it's like a lot of times when they shooting these reality shows, not to give up too much game, we be putting these scenarios or these type of predicaments where they know they almost force us to talk about one another. Right. Like Fred said this about you. So of course naturally you're gonna say, What? That nigga said this? That nigga can't even mm-hmm. and all all we see every Thursday is the bad parts. Right. So that could create friction during the following week. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So by the time we, you know what I mean, see each see other, other we've seen what we said on the T V show. So that becomes a Another underlying issue. Right. So what you're seeing is almost a TV watching a TV. So the same problems that we try to like almost resolve while y'all watching it is the same problems they create to make us stay into it with each stay other. Stay into it. Right, right, right. I was going to ask you that too, like, because I know, you know, loving hip hop and all that shit now. Yeah, yeah. At this point, that shit is fully scripted. They create them you scenarios. Know, they put them in the Everything is rooms. fully scripted. Anytime you watch a show... I don't care if it was Snoop Dogg Christmas special. Somebody mm-hmm. wrote what's going to be said, how the program is going to be, right. the basis of the program, the order of events, who's mm-hmm. the guest, what time, what slots they got. Everything is being written down. That's why I say everything you do is being documented. And even down to the phones. That's why the phones start um, learning your habits, what you like on Instagram, yeah. certain shit you they like. They figure all that shit yeah, out. Yeah, they figure it all out. And they start sending you the ads based upon what you like online. Facts. Yeah, and, and your wants, crazy. needs, and desires. So everything crazy. is being documented. So um, off the success of that, every of course we wanted to do a second album, and that's where we got the song "My Hood." My Hood was supposed to be the first single My off hood. the second album. Mm-hmm. When it, it got scrapped, when we all got dismantled, I just hurried up and took the last song that was actually mixed and recorded with the Diddy vocals, gave it to Cosmic Kev, and Cosmic Kev made magic, and it became a cult classic within this region, right. this tri-state area. Damn, I love you was able to get that down. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people uh, know the Diddy antics. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's, it's out there that you say he tried to get like all y'all to split yeah. seventy five hundred dollars. I'm nobody's lawyer, and I'm especially not Diddy's lawyer. But like our relationship was like a big brother, little brother, mentor, apprenticeship right. type thing. 
But, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm nobody's lawyer. But the nature of the game is always going to be one-sided from the beginning of the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's always designed for the artist to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, artists to lose. Right. And with that being said, what Diddy did, he, he's always going to be insulated by his lawyers. Mm -hmm. He always can hide behind his lawyers and say, my lawyers did the deal. I didn't do the shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, that's the nature of the game. You got to be smart enough to know the literature. So so the things I have went to before, everything prepared me for that for, for that moment. So coming up fresh out of jail and um, signing a production deal with Black Key, I was familiar with the literature of a contract. Right. So when, when I... The uh, bad boy contract got put in front of me. It just wasn't adding up. I was always familiar with the literature. Right. And already being smart. Yeah, you. I'm being essential, nigga. I ain't slow. Boom, it's yeah. just not adding up. And I'm like, this, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't right. Yeah, this math ain't. Especially mathing. when it get down to numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was seventy five hundred. But like I said, it's the game. The game is one sided, and if you don't know the actual particulars of the game, you'll yeah. sign anything. We all young black starving kids coming from the street we just were raw talent we don't right. know no better but like i said the crash course i took with black key put, reading, you, put you in a position to be able to handle that look for Boom. so i'm like oh this not this not it so it was actually everybody was mad at me because i didn't hurry up and sign the contract so they could release the money mm. but we end up getting more money because i took a stand Damn. and when i look back on i could ask for way more money but like i said Still they want to get you coming whistling. fresh out of the hood right? to take you by surprise, to catch Facts. you off guard because you don't know the business. Mm -hmm. And that's just the nature of it. Yep. Like I said, I'm saying too much, but it's, it's all out there. You can watch. Everybody you can go know. on the internet yeah, right yeah, now. I'm about to say you everybody be up, know. You can watch shit about this on the internet from now until next fucking July and you'll be up all night watching this shit. It's, everything it's is out there. It happened a million times It's designed times for over. the artist to lose and to actually become successful in corporate America, you have to step on a few people. That's just it. That'd be the part. I don't know. I and the special ones are the ones that, you know what I mean, niggas like Ye and a couple other people are the ones that do it the right way and, 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 and empower their people and bring their people along with them right. and try to make everybody millionaires in the process. You you actually was in contact with Ye early on. Back yeah, I knew Ye over, for over 20 years. I actually brought him to the making a band crib to submit beats. Mr. Bentley kicked the nigga out, told him we couldn't have company, ended up signing the good music two years later. What? Yeah. So he fucking around could have been bad boy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and he wild. never forgot that olive branch that I'm, I guess, even though he didn't come in and submit beats, right. he always, you know I mean, remembered that. Remembered that. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed like a genuine type dude. Where he yeah, he's a beautiful person, like man. Beautiful person. God fearing. And that's what it's all about. I mean, you, the industry is what it is. All the information is out there. You got to choose. Well, let's choose. get back into the uh, album. Sure. You was talking about the mm -hmm. album. So I know you got Benny the Butcher. Got Benny on there. I got my uh, Battle Rap Brethren on there. Tay Rock. I got, you know, of course, the State Property family. They got Petey Crack on there. I got Oskini on there. We got a song called Deep Cover. Me and Freeway got a freestyle on there. Me and Beanie Siegel got a track on there. Actually, that we did before he lost his voice. So that was like a crazy, Damn, crazy bro. throwback joint on there. Yeah. Is it, it was it was never was out. Like, this some never shit y'all had in the tub. Oh, I put it out and it just got kind of got buried. And pulled then it back I in. pulled it back out, and people think it's like the new Mac. Like he got his voice back, like the AI Mac. They think it's AI. <laughs> they think it's AI. <laughs> yeah, they think it's the AI Mac. So shout out to those guys, and you know, I always kept a, a, a seed planted in New York, and um, got my New York guys on there. Vado, 
Corey Guns. Bottle always a good joint. And you know, Corey. Benny the Butcher by Crazy way of Buffalo. Spit. So yeah. So you just well, you got well, a tape well full of like spinning. And I show on that love joint. to the young guys. I got DJ Crazy on there. That produced the song that's Blicky. That's another single off the album. Right. And I got Zai Sosa, which has been played on the radio all yeah. last summer and shit. So I've been out been popping yeah, running man. around with PMB. Which is another black key produced single. So I got two black key produced singles, Bet the Man Zai Sosa. I got my battle rap. Guys on there. Right. Got my New York guys on there. Got my state property guys on there. I'm set. Make sure y'all go with the album, Enes and Friends. So when it comes down to, to making an album, even though you are known for battle rap or you're right. known for freestyles, how do you attack an album? Like, what, what sound do you go um, for when you so well-rounded? Well, a lot of people like, you need to go back to old Ness. The old Ness was... Bouncy. It, it just wasn't... I mean, it, it was a time and a place that it's, it's it's really rare to get back to. You really gotta put yourself mentally. All you the way really back got there. all the way back there, and and it just you'll, you'll get a different nest. But this nest is much more wiser. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to save money. I, I got different things to talk about instead of just drilling Facts. or trying to rob somebody or stabbing <laughs> and poking everything and shooting sh- shit up. Right. My content is different. It's more it's more where I'm at. In my age wise, right. content oriented. But that's what we really want to see though. I can't I keep like... talking about the same thing on a block, pitching rocks. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just different, different, different. Like, Wayne, though. Wayne, though. I love mm-hmm. Wayne, though. I Shout always like his, his whistling, his, mm-hmm. his, his uh, talks about music. He was just talking about how uh, you got these artists that's really like pushing 30, pushing 40, doing drill music. Still talking sure. about the same bullshit, but you don't live that no more. That's, that's not true. your life. You know what I'm saying? These young niggas are telling no, niggas really true. outside. You really gotta crazy. just be. You gotta be looking in the mirror and just be true to yourself. Yeah. So I let all them stigmas go. Who what I should be in people's eyes? It's 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 so open right now. You got openly gay rappers, mm. and you know they they have introduced that whole agenda now. Right. Nothing is taboo. Mm. You got sexy red out here talking about booty hole brown and all that shit. You could do whatever you want to do out here. <laughs> My kids got to listen to that. Like, I got a 19-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I remember that time Chris Brown pushed your panties to the side. I mean, everything is out there. So, right, like, right, you right. feel what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's out there. Mm-hmm. So people can be what they want to be. Yeah. You just got to put the music out there and let the people decide. And I think that the people are way less caring, in a sense, than... People think like people think that people are like super critics about all this shit. No, There's are. a reason so much shit is allowed then because they not as tight as I believe. I feel like that's they why, okay with you. That's being why my research surges is so unapologetic because like I said, I just let go everything people were saying about me over the years. Right. The way I dressed, the way I looked, how marketable or unmarketable I wasn't, and I just left it up to the bars. And I said, Listen, if my name ain't what it is, if I don't get on this phone and rap for at least 90 days straight, mm. and my engagement don't start going up. You know what I mean? My impressions don't start going up. My numbers don't start going up. And I, you know what I mean? I took a chance on myself. I bet on myself. And it's coming back tenfold. 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 How, how was the, um, the cheesecake? Like, what's the response you got off of that? It's great. But, like, where everything comes, obstacles. Mm. When you're dealing with food, meaning you should know this, you got to have insurance in case anybody gets sick. So it was like a premium, you got to pay on insurance. But we structuring it like, like in a corporate structure so we can um, entertain different investors and people that come in with a more professional background experience in this field right. to help me. 
navigate it because like I just was tired of people talking shit about it. Yeah. So I decided to flip it on his head yeah. and present it to the people but and, now you and really gain the mind of his own. So now I gotta really, really like, dedicate it. some fucking time right. to this shit. You gotta man. take care of it. And it's possibly could be a multi-million dollar fucking thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna see it all the way through. Facts, facts, facts. No, that, that's a that's yeah. a smart move, bro. Yeah, Cause so. you know, a lot of people do a lot of the same shit. You know, that's true. So, so like, the cheesecake thing was it was and, and factually you can't you ain't gonna be able to physically be, be rapping. So mm-hmm. this is can create generational wealth, and that's Passed that's what they scared family. to talk about. That's and it's Philadelphia. Yeah, I told all these people out here because I'm a Scorpio, so I love women. So I dealt with every fucking type of women in this city, except the bus driver, a CNA, a nurse, a this, that, and all that. <laughs> and I tell all these women, if you like, I've lived by the Dame Dash code of fucking life. If you can't, if you don't pass and be deceased, if you can't pass whatever job you worked off to, if your children can't work at that job and benefit off of yeah. it, then you was wasting your fucking you time. You got to do it for your last name, not your first name. And that's name. what all these women in the city, they think they got to up on, on these niggas because they work a fucking job. And they never fucking sat down with the motherfucker to sign a check. Mm. At least I sat down with my oppressor. At least I ate at his house in the Hamptons or in Atlanta <laughs> or over here. Motherfuckers work for a motherfucker all fucking their whole life. Never see the nigga that sign their checks. Never even offer him a fucking cup of coffee or even to come over to their fucking crib. But fact. here is niggas want to talk shit about Ness because I actually know my oppressor and cool with the nigga. I be talking about that shit too. I really do. Because I really push that, bro. Like, you got to yeah, do so, it for yourself. You know what I mean? Especially at the COVID. College teach you how to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurs create a job. Exactly. And it's like, this shit is hard, but once you do it, man, that shit is so much freedom. So what I would know, I would never go back into the workforce because I know too much. I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, ha- I've had too much access to too much information right. to ever go back into the workforce because... I know what's going on. You took the blue pill. When you say the blue pill, exactly. you know the reality of this yeah. shit. You can't yeah. even see it no other way. I can't work for and a nigga a when I know control. how it works. Once, yeah. once you resistant, so when they bring the tanks through, you too tired because you don't want to work. You don't want to work. <laughs> and you don't want to jeopardize your check. You got to do what you got to do to keep your we job. We already in the Matrix. People just don't know it. So they all you see it. all these TVs and these movies and all this that shit. That shit real life. Matter of fact, Jamie Foxx just, just was in a movie. He's on Netflix called Tyrone Got Cloned. And it, all this shit come out with him getting And they keep and trying shit. to talk about him getting crazy, bro. This shit is real All weird. this shit's crazy. So all this alien, all this shit, all this shit is, we, we, we living amongst the niggas right now. That's real shit, bro. So everybody think they going to come together and bond together and get together and form a revolution. You're not. Do you think, do just you think be who you are in the matrix, whether you're a carpenter, you're a cameraman. Just do it. Just do what you're going to do. Get your money and take care of your family. Enjoy yourself. Right. Because it's been rigged a hundred years ago. We're never right. going to win. They already, the, the, the higher ups and sat down years ago yeah, and fucked us all 20 fucking thousand years ago. Figured it's not going to happen. Out. No matter how kumbaya, revolution, we get- Black Panther, the leather with the pumps and bare arms <laughs> and shit is not going to fucking happen. They already strategically fucked was over a thousand years ago. No matter how strong we get, we physically stronger and all that shit. We we the best in sports is not gonna happen. They already finessed us. They so what I'm gonna do is just shut the fuck up, be an artist, and share my music with the world and take care of my family. Get my fucking money. That's it. Mm-hmm. And eat good, live so, well. So That's I want it. I want all the whistleblowers out there, y'all can blow the whistles as much as you're going to end up in somebody's fucking hospital. Talking about they got me. I don't want my story to <laughs> 
I don't want my story to end like that. I'm being honest. Nah, that's real shit. I'm being honest. So like everybody think they, you know, you know, uncovering some shit. No, nah, it's already out there. Y'all not doing nothing but making y'all shit worse. Making your shit hot. Yeah, and then your then family. They looking for then you. when you when you get knocked off, you're not gonna be here to protect your family. They're gonna be getting bumped inside the head too. I don't want that. I don't want when something happened to me, my kids are still getting clunked at 45 years of age for some shit I said 45 years ago. Mm. I'm playing the game. Yeah. That's why I never spoke out about none of the higher ups because I know they control the system. They control the system. It's their game. 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 Everything from the clothes we wear to we, the chair you sitting on, that gas. They pay, make us pay for everything. Gas, electric, clothes, water, water. Pretty soon they're going to be charging us for air. I'm trying to tell you it's about to get deep. Yeah, Y'all niggas need to learn how to start fishing and start how to grow in that backyard and learn to <laughs> start how to grow in your own food. Because that's where it's there, going huh? down to. Motherfuckers wearing masks and eating processed food. Niggas smoking and, and, and vegetarians. Like, make it make sense. It's real. I'm not though. eating past eight. No. But you just ate processed food in the All morning. That fucked up food. You know they grow. You working out, but you drinking fish herbal in the lab life now. Make it make sense. Mm. Make it make sense. The only thing for you to do is learn how to fish, learn how to grow your own shit, and then they're going to outlaw that. But see, I'm a film nigga, and they already know. That's why I never blew. That's why I can't pull up to cooking the 215 in the fucking Bentley, because they know I'm a film nigga. I'm going to go with the resistance, Mm. and that's why it's taking me longer. But with the the power of the internet, you can't blackball nobody. People are going to like what they fucking like now. Fucking facts. Can't blackball nobody. Because they really, I feel like they really do try to. They like Mm -hmm. to push the bullshit. Yeah, I've been blacklisted. Yeah, they like to push the bullshit. And like I said, it wasn't personally, it wasn't like Puff personally called around, said he's been blacklisted. They just know if, 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 if Ness didn't come through my vessel and go to the top, mm-hmm. then y'all don't touch it. Because mm-hmm. it, it, this is... Because it should have been mine. It should have been mine. Right. Damn. And, that, and I heard about that, too. Like, where's though After they fuck with somebody or somebody yeah. dealing with an artist, it's like taboo. Like, nobody yeah. want to deal with them because yeah. it's like, oh, no. Nah, it's too much red his, tape. It's his folks, yeah. It's too much red that tape. That might put us in a bad space or some shit like that. Like so, Diddy strategically, I waited. I was dormant. I became a consumer. I became a consultant. I became a a buyer again. Right. And I had to study the whole industry in the digital. And you figured that shit out. Figured it out. And you got it. Figured it out. I'm glad to see, bro. I can't wait to see what you got coming up next, man. We're supposed to get some cheesecake, man. We just going, you know. No, definitely. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back when shit get a little bit more. Fluent with everything, yeah, no, and, you know what I'm cool. saying? Because it's like right now we doing it by the order. It's like somebody put an order in, and then you we cook it up, job. and then send okay. it out. Good job. And we trying to job. find a, like a, 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 a like a spot so we can like mass produce this man. shit. Then it comes with the recipe. You got to send the recipe to the mass producer. This shit is crazy, but niggas like Jada Kiss, they offered to help me because you know he got his cocoa bean shit. Him, yeah, he his got pop the and his son. Shit, yeah. A lot of niggas is is, is 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 trying to put you down. Trying to put me down. So that's that, that's up. a that's a good fella. That's a good that's fella. What's up, man. That's a good fella. That's super major. So besides the album, you got anything else you want to let the people know about? Yeah, I'm working on some artists right now. I got some artists coming out of the A. I got some artists coming out of Philly. Um, and you know, just 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 stay in tune, man. With that, um, make sure you follow me on all social media. Nina's underscore two one five. I'm on Twitter also. About to be called what? What is about to be called? Threads. Man? Threads. Some shit. Yeah, Shout out to Elon the, Musk. The, the, the new shit. I'm on I don't Twitter. know what Twitter about to say. At 215 Enes. Um, and I'm also on face, a Facebook, Enes Mathis. Make sure y'all hit me up on a, um, uh, uh, email too. Two, um, Ness215 at gmail.com. 
Listen, send me man. your beats. Send me, and I also like dip and dab in movies too. So me That's and right. me and Freeway did two movies. We did one out uh, Kansas City called Welcome to Kelly City. Shout mm. out to uh, Freeway and Money G. And then we also did the unofficial part three of the State Property, which is called What We Do, starring me. Freeway, Young that's Guns. Out? Yeah, that's out. You can go get that oh, actually in Blockbuster and Target if it's still around. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I definitely never see that. So, yeah, I do my acting thing. So, we, 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 we definitely... You outside. We definitely in the works of putting out some movies with some soundtracks, too. Gotta give a damn, man. Got boy. a single coming up with Dave East. You know what I'm saying? Called Fallen Soldiers, too. So, y'all be on the lookout for that. We about to shoot the video for that. He's been working, In too. a minute, too. Shot the Bumblebee, too. Got a crazy record coming up with her on my new album called um, Sweet Lady. So... About to drop some shit, man. About to get back on the ass. You on the ass? Yes, sir. You on it, man. I appreciate you coming through. Absolutely. I hope you enjoy the, enjoy the meal. My man, you know smooth. Spirits. Cooking up nice, 215, man. man. Super, super nice. Mina. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Smooth. He's nice in the building. It's cooking Lou up 215. Best podcast in the city. We out. The best.